I love, like the donut collectors that I've met so far. Like I just love them. Like yeah. they're just, it's just really cool. Cause I'm I'm like a reclusive yeah. workaholic. So like I'm not like this outgoing. I'm just out on the. It's hard to be night. like that, dude. It's exhausting if you're not used to it too. Cause you're like, if you're someone that works a lot and you're staring at fire a lot and if you smoke a little bit of weed. <laughs> Um, you're going to be in your head a lot and you're going to be thinking about things that you did when you were like eight or some shit you said in high school. You're like, fuck, I'm well, so stupid. Well, it is, fuck that, is, that, is, that is the beauty of the, of glass though, is the being able to <laughs> Meditate, reflect, and, reflect and, yeah, yeah. And like think about the future, reflect things that, in the that fire. happened. Yeah. Do you know that like, you know, if you just wrote down on paper, what we were doing in a really philosophical way, we would sound like witches staring into a fire, fucking trying to like figure things out, dude, doing spells and shit, dude. Like. You know, manipulating matter with gravity and fire and the power of, you know, I don't even know, dude. I've smoked some weed, bro. This is where I'm at. Wow. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 124 of the podcast. We have a special one today. Uh, we have KGB Glass in town visiting us. We're doing a couple collabs, and we just did an awesome episode. We have never met in person before, uh, so it was really an authentic, like, really fun conversation, and honestly, I could talk to this guy for hours. So it was a great episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Have a great day, and uh, yeah, I'll see you on the next one. Thanks, everybody. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, now dude. I'm like... I can't be forty. Like I, I can't be forty. Look at people. Like, look at people though. They're in their like fifties and sixties now that really take care of themselves, dude. Some of these people look amazing, bro, and they're living good fucking lives. So like, I think it's like nothing but good things to come. It's just you got to keep that type of mindset, though. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because I've met people that are also fifty that look like they're seventy. I'm like, why do you look like this? Or like, yeah, or like they're mid thirties, and yeah. it's like, bro, what happened? What happened to you? <laughs> oh, definitely. Even early thirties. I've met guys that I'm like, dude, like, what have you seen? Like, I've not, <laughs> I've, I've not slept for days, and I don't even look like that, dude. What happened? Yo. Yeah, dude. It's 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 a. Uh, it's pretty crazy, bro. But yeah, like I think the East Coast does that to you too, though. Living in a place that's a little bit more harsh climate, cold, and the people are a little bit more raw. Yep. You know, you're gonna you're gonna age a little quicker. It'll get you. I don't know about Portland, Maine, though. That seems pretty dope. The videos I and pictures I see you occasionally post on your story, just kind of the skyline and stuff. Yeah. I see that, and I'm like, I show my wife, and we always go, man, that just looks pretty peaceful, though. I mean, but everything's beautiful from far away, right? Yeah. There's, there's problems everywhere. Maine so. isn't real life. Like, it's called yeah. vacation land. Okay. It's, like, not so you're, real you, you life. look kind of in a vacation kind of town. The whole state is, like... Because it, it's there's, like, you know, it's touristy and there's cruise ships and whatnot. Yeah. But just, like, the mentality of Maine, like, isn't like any other state I've been to. It's so, yeah. like... It's just different. It's like the land time forgot. Yeah. You dude. know what I mean? But it's also... Find something you love to do, make it your profession, and people will support you. That's you know? really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's like to me, like whenever I see like people post pictures of where they live, I like to make up my own story in my head about what it must be like there. You know what I mean? Like yep. I see the brick buildings and then the the skyline and the water. And I'm like, oh, this just looks like a little kind of little port town that yep. probably has been just about the same the last hundred years. I mean, obviously there's some new stuff here and there, but there's still the original buildings and stuff. I just, oh yeah, we uh, live. I mean, our apartment is like the old uh, arms building. The armory. That's it. And it's like where they are. Where the arms, the armory's across the street, but it's like where they used to, you know, build guns. And yeah. Shit. Like back in the day, all this old 1800 shit. That's fucking cool, but man. But they're just starting, like, the past five, seven years, like, the whole place is getting gentrified and condos and hotels, and it's changing. 
Yeah. Not really for the better, but it's got to grow. Well, so change just, always happens, man. Change is just constant. It is. It's yeah. scary, though. But yeah, man, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm surprised I never went to Portland, Maine, being someone I grew up in Syracuse, and we used to go to, like, um, I didn't even Albert. know Maine was a state. Yeah, right. <laughs> Growing up, I was like, Maine? Yeah, I used to just go all over New England just because, like, you know, go to Cape Cod and just, like, little family. There, there, those were the family vacations for people that, like, grew up in those areas. You, know, you just drive, like, six or seven hours and, like, go to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like, that was, like, my, all my family was from Pennsylvania, so I rarely went east. It was always over to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Or, like, down to Pennsylvania. Yeah, we always went down just to buy fireworks, go to Gibson, Pennsylvania. That was Scoop. the best part, coming home. Yeah, I'd dude. Like, so, Dad, can we stop? It's like, yeah. It's so fun. It's so cool, man. That you, like, we both, like, are from Syracuse. That's It that's blows so my mind because, like... I, I, I got out of there, like, I left and was like, I'm not coming back to yeah. shit, you know what I mean? Like, well, the funny thing is, I was on probation for, like, seven years when I was, like, Ouch, fucking bro. that's 16. a long probation, bro. Bro, well, it, this was a life lesson I learned. Um, Sounds like. I was always getting in trouble, right? But this was one of those times where my buddy wanted to go, like, break into this, like, apartment complex storage shed. Oh, well, I was good. Was he just wanted Keith to... or Shane? <laughs> Because I was, we all had a friend. Not no even to drop his name. Chains watching. Not even to drop his name. But uh, yeah, so we do it. Like we went to like this is after like a keg party in the middle of the night. Yeah. And he just wants like a mountain bike. So we we try to get in, break in the window. And it won't break. Like we hit it with a flashlight. Yeah. And it just makes a loud noise. Oh and we're no. Like clang. And we're like okay. So I boost him in through the window. And he just starts throwing, the door was locked from the inside. He's just throwing out whatever wasn't bolted down. Yeah. And I'm throwing it back in like, dude, no, you don't need this shit. Like literally, it was so common. Yeah. I never, like, never even went in. Okay. And I'm just throwing it back through this little window. No, we don't need that. Yeah. Just and he's your bike. So, so, yeah. So it wasn't happening. It wouldn't, wouldn't fit out the window. So he grabs yeah. like some fishing poles. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like we'll go fishing. Like yeah. we'll go to Onondaga Lake and go yeah. fucking fishing. You know we'll get some three-eyed fish out of the Onondaga Lake. Exactly. Dude. And so like. <laughs> 20 yards from the facility or from that little place um two cop cars roll up fucking draw their guns throw us on the hood of the car um and like my family you know we weren't well off and his was much better off yeah so i had like a court appointed lawyer he had a decent lawyer i ended up doing like hundreds of hours community service he did none i did like all this probation he did none that's your life lesson i need money or else I'm gonna get fucked. If you don't have money, you're yeah. You can't do. You can't fuck around if you don't have money. Yeah. It's, it's kind of what it was. You know what I mean? And it, it kind of scared me straight. Dude, on the east, at least where I lived in Syracuse, that was one thing. Like I meet kids out here, people out here, and they're like, "Yeah, I had this." They always tell me stories about the one rich friend they had growing up. Like everyone had like at least one <laughs> friend that like had this thing. Do where I grew up, like no one had money. Yeah. Like literally, there wasn't a rich. There wasn't a friend with money. There was. It was just more than us, I should say. Dude, you know yeah, I mean? like, yeah. Well, like I think, like growing up, like my friends would have considered my house like one of the nice ones, and it was. I, I think I grew up in a nice house, but it was a very modest, like nice little farmhouse. But everyone would come to my house to eat. Like no one even had like food. Like, but my mom liked cooking big meals, so she'd like cook for all my friends. Like mm-hmm. they had an outdoor fridge in the fucking. Uh, might be hot. Careful. I don't want to break we had an outdoor fridge out in the garage and like my friends and shit would like, even when I wasn't home, they'd like go to my parents' garage to get drinks and stuff out of the fridge. And my dad would be like, oh, I know that garage. I know you, the garage like, with the fridge. What are you guys doing here? And they're like, we just came to get some soda, Mr. Man. Yep. Like, like, you know, like Mr. Man. I also, I also had a half pipe at my house and like, oh, wow. like a mini ramp with extensions. And in the driveway, we had like boxes and rails and shit. And I oh, took, so that was like the spot. Yeah. So like, <laughs> even when I wasn't home, people were like, they're skating or doing stuff. And my parents had 40 acres of land. So it was Whoa. just, and it was like on Bear Mountain, so it's just like not the big Bear Mountain upstate, the one that's like by Onondaga Nation. Um, yeah, it wasn't like the 
when I say Bear Mountain upstate New York, people think I'm talking about like the big skiing mountain or whatever. I, I don't think I've ever even heard of any of them, which mm. is weird. Yeah, the one I lived in was like right off Onondaga Nation, and I think the uh, actually just recently the Onondaga Nation got the mountain back. Like it's like their land again. I think they're like reincorporating it into their like um, their nation, which is which is pretty cool because it was like a really like ceremonial like special place for the onondagas from what i understand yeah and it was one of the few mountains in the area at least where that part of like central new york where they had um bears and they were like this mountain because this mountain has these huge waterfalls on it has like four waterfalls and as a kid we used to like start at the bottom of the stream and go up the mountain you hike the stream then you climb the sides of the waterfalls and there was like cliffs that one that was famous was called the blue hole okay and it was known in like Syracuse area a little bit, but it was mostly south of Syracuse. People knew of it because it was this famous like cliff jumping thing into this super deep blue hole, and there was a waterfall that you could slide down like a water slide. Jesus. And then that was the top waterfall. There was three before that that were huge too. And um, but yeah, like people would always like there were stories because kids would always die because the waterfall it hit and it made like this current, and there was a cave underneath the water. And if you got caught in the current the wrong time of year when it was like spring and there was a lot of water, it'd push you into this cave and the back current would like keep you in there and you wouldn't be able to get out. Um, so it became like this place with the reason we had to hike up from the road because you weren't allowed to go up there. So you basically had to like sneak up. You have to like start like a mile and a half, two miles away down at the bottom of the mountain and like work your way up through the stream. Um, but now like supposedly like the local, uh, the Onondaga Nation got that back too. So like people can't even touch it anymore and they're going to like help like preserve the stream and everything which is which is actually really cool but i'm grateful as a kid i got to do some crazy shit on that you know i was always a watcher though (coughs) i liked skateboarding and jumping over stairs but when it came to real danger like i'd snowboard off roofs and stuff like whatever cky shit all day i'm down with it but certain things like jumping off like waterfalls and cliffs i was a watcher dude i ain't jumping off that dude you show me bro i'll watch you yeah i uh (laughs) i never learned to swim so we would go bridge jumping and i'd like sit at the top and they'd be like, no, you're good. Well, we got you. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to chill up here. Yeah, dude, for sure. But, but my friends used to jump off the bridge into Onondaga. And dude, I'm like, you guys crazy. are wild. So you're telling me, I don't even know if we talked this on the podcast, but like having that graphics bong in your locker and like getting in trouble at school. So like, when did you get into like pipes and stuff? Like, how old were you? I mean, like pipes, because... I can't really remember, like, years, you know what yeah. I mean? But say, like... That's the weed, it's, that's what it's good for. Yeah. You don't want to remember all of them, dude. But, it's like, 7th, 8th grade is when I kind of started puffing. That's fucking and cool, And then dude. we would, back then, we would just... if we Well, there was a local head shop, like, trying to really remember. Sometimes we would pay, like, a homeless dude a couple bucks to go buy us a bong. And, like, that was, like, this double bubble bong that was, like, this, like, sacred yeah. piece. Oh, yeah. But, like, prior to that, and that was, like, up on campus, prior to that... We would make them, you know, out of just the most ghetto stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was it was That's, it was crazy. That, but I've always had that passion for like making pipes, but I never thought about it. You yeah, know what dude. I mean? Like, so would you say like maybe like when you were like when did you start getting into like the glass aspect of it? Like, when you were like I want to make pipes, like because did owning like pipes like even a graphics bong back then get you interested? In, like I want to make one of these someday. Like actually make them. Like, I don't think I ever thought about it back then. Um, not until I actually started. I think. I never really thought about making them. The first time I saw glass blowing was a buddy of mine in Vermont, um, Nick Kimi, and uh, shout out to Big Nick. And uh, <coughs> Big but, Nick. But he uh, he was blowing glass in Vermont. I met some like him and some of his friends uh, at some fish shows. Yeah. Um, in the off season, I'm not doing shows. I would go to their shop in Vermont and just watch him blow glass. 
And I never thought I would be able to do that. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I can't physically ever do something like that. Right, it's but, magic. When you first yeah. see it, you're like, that's, they're wizards. Yeah, like, I could never. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I need bigger muscles or some yeah. shit, you know? And, uh, but I would just watch. And then randomly, one of those guys' girlfriends was going to college up in Maine. This yeah. is like years later. Yeah. Years later. So this is like, say, around 2002. Oh, wow. Okay. Right, so around 2002 is where we're at now. Right around Pop Operation Pipe Dreams time, kind of. Yeah. Right, right after, right? Yeah. It was like, I started right, <laughs> I feel like I got into it right before Pipe Dreams, and right as it happened, I was just figuring shit out. And then I'm like, yeah. holy fuck. Yeah. Well, this is actually going to work, or am I, am I a criminal now? Like, Yeah. I'm and, trying to not be a criminal. That was my thing. When I started blowing glass, I was like, all right, I'm going to grow less weed and sell less weed. I'm not a criminal. I'm going to make pipes. I'm going to pay taxes. Like, yeah. But it's like, it's still like... Almost like to the perspective of like people in modern day Western culture, you're criminal adjacent. Like you're undoubtedly. Fucking... Oh, I was <laughs> even just making pipes, like wheeling a K tank in the garage. I'm yeah. like, I'm like looking around, like I, I just must yeah. have looked sketchy. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I'm just making art. Yeah, but ultimately. that's that's how people make you feel though. When you're into anything that's counterculture, a little bit different than the norm, you're made to feel like like there's something wrong with you and you almost have to hide it. And yeah. that that's a problem too. I have PTSD till this day yeah. Yeah. about like pipes and everything. And oh dude, when the I whole see line. It, it's like, just it so weird. Me, dude, I still when I see a cop driving down the road, I go like fuck, is there anything in my <laughs> car? Even though I have a med card on me, yep. I'm at a, like I'm allowed to be doing what I'm doing, but that's I'm still so like I'm still like nervous. Um that's cool. So it sounds like you had more of like a traditional like at least from my perspective as someone is like traditional like, you were like meeting people at fish shows, you were around the culture and like, and you just kind of like found the art, and then pipes happened once you got into the art. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, because I was like buying a lot of glass pipes, like say like '97 um, to like '99, yeah, um, 2000. I was buying pipes, smoking pipes, you know, yeah, stuff like that. I was like in it, but never had the idea of making one. Yeah. And then once my buddy was like, "Hey, my girl's moving up there," uh, and I was renting a house, and he's mm -hmm. like, "If I could set up in your garage." Um, I'd show you. Yeah. And I was like, no shit. So and cool. so yeah, we yeah. like legit cut a hole in the side of the garage with a sawzall. Yeah. Found a window on the side of the road that had the piece of glass already yeah. broken out and put a fan in and like, dude, that that's why like, I, like a lot of people that listen to this and maybe like want to get into glass. I'm like, you don't have to overthink it in the beginning. Like I posted my new studio and I feel like for some people it might have like made them feel like, fuck, I'm never going to be able to like do that. Like, mm -hmm. but that shouldn't even be your goal. Like with no. glass blowing, you can fucking, you can be a MacGyver about this shit, bro. Yeah. You can make pipes. You can learn to blow glass with very minimal stuff. It's all in like, it's a mindset, I think. Really? really? Oh no. Like, it's, we're all, we all start with the same, you know, all you need is a ball push, you know, yeah. some graphite, a reamer and a torch. Exactly. And you and just, and just the drive whatever. to want to do it. That's the be biggest part. Because you know? it's it's not going to pay you right away. And if it no. does, good for you. That's awesome. Well, so, I'd, I advise yeah. people not to, like, rely on it. When you're first oh, starting, I like, I was I was baking donuts at, like, three different donut bakeries all night. Like, I'd go in at, like, 7 p.m., get out at, like, 6 a.m., and then jump on the torch at, like, 9. Yeah. And, you know, and then go to sleep at, like, 2 p.m. and do it all over again. Yeah, that's why I tell people. It's, like, well, those things, like, if you, like, you really want to get good at glass, like, for me, what I found is, like, it has to be really, you have to be having fun with it. Mm -hmm. There's going to be times where you hate it. You want to quit it. You're like, fuck this. Like, this sucks. But you still have to have those little motivators consistently. Like, this is what I love, though. Yep. And then you have to be able to do it with, like, knowing that, like, I'm not going to get paid for this. You have to be able to work without getting paid. Yeah. Because if you go into it with a mindset of, like, oh, like, I lost this much today or I lost this much money. Like, you're going to get stuck in those ruts sometimes. But if you stay in that place, you're not going to be able to progress because you're only going to be seeing, like, like how much this takes to get to it like yeah. like even now like the guys my guys this morning were like cleaning and looking at stuff and one of my guys said he's like 
dude, like, look how much glass we throw away. And I'm like, yeah, like, if you weighed all the glass material I bought, I'd probably throw away 30 to 40% of the glass material. Because there's this end chunks, little chunks of color, scratched, clear, whatever. You fill mm-hmm. garbage cans really quickly when you have five guys going hard all week. And high like, quality control. Yeah, oh, you know yeah, I mean? we throw out so much For clear, sure. dude. It's nuts. Like, oh, my, I, there's, I have so many finished pieces at my house and a few here that, like, completely done. Now you look at it and you're like, oh fuck, there's a weird scratch or a weird inclusion in the two. Yeah. Something, like, and you don't, sometimes you don't even notice it until, like, it's I like, done. when I'm doing, like, clear bong stuff, I really look over the piece, like, any glasses now, so I'll put on, like, my readers, and I'll, like, look it over, I'll finish the piece, and then, like, the next day, I'm like, oh, that air bubble, like, yeah. that, not for me, just, like, in the glass, in the glass. was there the whole fucking Came time, it, and yeah. I was like... It takes such well, a special light to see yeah, it. Exactly. Sometimes those airlines, like, they're, like, hidden. And yeah. So, like, until you, like, enjoy and looking at the piece for... Because, like, well, even I tell the guys, like, when you're prepping me sleeves and doing all these things, um, you need to, like, look at it in the light for a while. Spin it for a while, really look at it, and then when you're heating it with the flame, because then, you know how, like, the optics, once you hit that with fire, like, it'll glow through it if you hit it on the end. Then you mm-hmm. can really see if there's yeah. anything wrong with it. And it's crazy how how bad the quality's gotten on the materials that we have to buy to do our work in the last three years. I the quality of clear has I, gone. I agree completely. Out the door. Like I, I've switched so many color. brands, I can't find it. You know what I mean? Bro, like, color that I'll pay one hundred sixty dollars a pound for. There'll be airlines through the whole thing. Wow. And then like you blow it out, and then you got all these micro bubbles, and you're like, sick. Now I can't use that. That not only did you spend one hundred sixty a pound, but then now you spent how many days in sleeving it, man hours and time. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like. I'm kind of being like hypocrite with what I just said. If like to get good with glass, you don't want to look at all this stuff. But once a glass becomes a business too, yep. because this is like my art from how I express myself. This is what I love to do. Even if I wasn't getting paid, I'd be blowing glass because I did for for a long time. That's what I was going to say. Like in the beginning, like, the money wasn't even yeah, fun. I, I was like, just I just want to do it tomorrow. Dude. I'm like, I just want to wake up and do it again. I want to sleep so I can wake up and do it again and do yeah. better. Oh God. And that, that's so that's what got me out of like partying a lot. Yeah. Was like, I couldn't just get fucked up all night. And then expect to do something yeah. quality in the morning. And like, I, I'm so exactly. good at what I do. Yeah. Like, I can be really good at raging or really good at, at grinding at work. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of aiming that focus or like focusing like that energy. Yeah. You know bro. what I mean? But, same, same with me. And like, for me, like, I've always been like someone, like, when I worked for people, like, every person that hired me loved me because I was the type of guy that I would just keep carrying brick all day. I yep. carry every shingle. <laughs> and I'd, the whole time I wouldn't play. And I would, in my, in my head, I'm competing with myself. I'm like, I can carry more. I can carry faster. Like I'm a fucking workhorse. Yeah. Like, like how can I do this like, better? Like, this is go. my job. And then know? like when I found glass and then I found weed, I was like, wait, I can smoke weed and listen to music and just grind and this like be a workhorse, but like be making something I like. And like, Oh my God. Yeah. Because I grew up with construction people and I love building stuff, but I didn't love it like them. Mm-hmm. Like I would talk to certain like, uh, contractors or painters and like the way they would describe things. I'm like, I see what you're describing, but I see the passion in you for what you're doing, but I don't, I can't find that same passion for building that deck or for painting that room. And I was like, I want to have that. And then when I found glass, I was like, this is what these guys have. I was like, Mm -hmm. damn, if I had this for that, I might even make, you know, it'd be even more successful because construction, all those things, landscape, I had a landscape company called Bear Mountain Farms before Bear Mountain Studios. Every company I had was like Bear Mountain something. And you know, even people when I started this, or like, why Bear Mountain Studios? Like, like a lot of people were like, kind of like in the beginning because it was confusing what I was doing. But I was looking to this point, ten years from then, mm-hmm. I was looking ten years down the road. I was like, I'm just gonna do this so that I can create like something that's more of like a collective, something that like, because I knew in the beginning like I can't do this myself. Like I, 
like I can make like glass art and enjoy myself, but like if I want to make sure that I have a job Monday through Friday, if I, I have a way to support my family, I have a way to feel safe or at least yeah. somewhat safe, you know, because we're secure no though, you know what I mean? Something. Yeah. I was like, I need to make something that everyone can get successful from and people that work with me, we can do this together because in the first six years, like there was, it was just me and Cass. It was just me and my wife. Mm -hmm. And you know, and then in 2018, uh, we Cormac started with us and he's still here after oh, five years now. And, uh, it's just like that was always the goal. It was just to find people that would be like I could work next to because, dude, I I have an older brother, but like he's a lot older than me. So I kind of grew up an only child out in the middle of nowhere in the country in Lafayette, New York. Mm -hmm. So I was always like, I'd see a car come down the road. I'd be like, is that a friend? <laughs> no. I was like a dog. I was like, yeah, is that a friend? Yeah, yeah. Oh. No. And I'm like, damn, dude. And like, so for me, I always like, as a kid, I was like, someday, dude. I'm going to have my own fantasy factory like Rob Beardeck yeah. and we're going to fucking have fun all day and film funny videos. I didn't think weed would be involved. I thought we'd be skateboarding because my whole life was skateboarding. Like that yeah. was what I thought I was going to do. I went to Woodward skate camp like four or five years in a row. Like I, when I was in New York city, I worked with element and did all sorts of things. Like I just wanted to be around skateboarding and like I found a similar type of like feel and glass to skateboarding mm -hmm. but i think it kind of because they run the lines of countercultures for you know sure what I mean? for sure because skateboarders growing up in the 90s early 2000s criminal jason yeah see, oh, oh <laughs> i if i had a dollar for every time i was stopped <laughs> let me see your id yeah. just i'm skating just down like skate, the road bro. i'm like yo oh it's so like, it's, crazy it's, bro that's but i mean and like i hate that though because like even now like i have such bad anxiety with police officers even in, in, in like and it's just because i think the things that i liked growing up inherently attracted you know law enforcement or authority figures to maybe immediately judge you before they know you yeah um and that's tough when people assess who you are before they even know you and then you have a whole group coming at you like that it gives you like you know the only reason I, i'm nervous around authority like that is because of like conditioning you yeah. know what i mean years yeah. of just being like fuck they're fucking with me again no Shit. for sure like i mean I, I don't know if it's like the syracuse area or what but like like when I drive, like I use a signal every fucking time. Just when oh, growing dude, up, just I, a few years that I was there driving, it was like, bro, yo, if you change a lane yeah. without it, they're pulling you over. It's just going down, like regardless. Exactly. It's just like it's not like that anymore. Like really, yeah. like at least up in Portland and like wherever. But definitely, it's like that mindset. I'm still like, yeah. I wonder like, if that mindset almost attracts them, even though like you know, it's like, <laughs> like why, why is he stressing? Yeah, on a subconscious level. Do I remember one time there was a cop following me, and I was so stressed out that I turned on a side road. And then I was like, I'm just going to go this way. And then he followed me. And then I went around, went right back on the main road. <laughs> he followed me on. And then he pulled me over. And, and he's like, he, he's like, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Literally, oh, he swore at me. And I was like, I was like, oh, I got really nervous. So he's like, he's like, yeah, I pulled you over because you you went right back to Pretty me. Pretty erratic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're acting weird. And I didn't get a ticket or anything. He just inter interviewed me, bro. Just, yeah, just no, quick he, check. he interrogated me, bro. Yeah, but like. That's the thing though. I was like, I was a kid. I was the only thing I was ever doing was skateboarding. Even when I was a skateboarder, I didn't smoke weed. So like, there was one time I was running from the cops because we were skating a school, and I jumped into this ditch. We hid, and then a couple of friends got got because there was a lot of us, mm -hmm. and oh, it was a couple of people get got usually. But whatever. So I laid in this ditch for a while, and then we snuck back to my car, and then I drove away, and then I was like 20 minutes from the school, and I get pulled over by a police officer, and he comes up to the window, and he's like. Are there drugs in the car? I was like, no. He's like, what's all that green stuff on your chest? Because I had like, I had like dried grass all over my shirt, so it kind of looked like oh. I had broken up weed on my oh, shirt. Right, right. And I was like, it's grass. He's like, what kind of grass? I'm like, 
from the ground and then he got pissed and <laughs> oh, tore yeah. our car apart. Didn't find anything. We were literally on our way to Denny's just to get, you know, get some Denny's because the coffee. We, that was what we did in the early 2000s. You would just go sit in Denny's till like 2 in the morning. For we would no go to Dunks. Reason. We would go to Dunks. Yeah. Dunks was like the 24-hour spot. We would get like a milk and a donut, yeah. like legit, because it was just... So back to the donuts. So, so you were a donut maker before glass blower. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, that's that, how That's happen. where it came <laughs> from. I mean, uh, yeah, when I moved to Maine, I was kind of like homeless. I was like living in the Y for a minute. Yeah. And like dating this girl. Um, met her on the internet. Yeah, dude. Uh, met her in a, like a fish AOL <laughs> yeah. chat room. Perfect. Back in 96, right? Whoa, dude. I used so, to go in the chat rooms and like, oh my God, just fuck with people. But yeah, keep Yeah, going. no, me too. <laughs> me too. I, I got a story about that. But, mm-hmm. um... So yeah, so moved moved with her. Like we ended up finding a place after that, but um, you know, I didn't really have any skills. Yeah. So I was like, what's a job I can do that's like, you know, money, but like not a lot of work. Yeah. And I'm like, work at the breakfast place at night. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get paid more for for the, for the overnight. Yeah. And it's like, who's going there? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just chill. And so that started out like that, and then. Um, I work, I must've worked there like five years mm. and like you said, I'm just a good, like whatever I do, I'm going to try yeah. to do it my best. Exactly. You know? and like that's kind of what forced me to be, <coughs> uh, to when I finally did take the jump to be like a glass blower full time. Right. When you're like was, us and you don't have the high school's, uh, yeah. paperwork and stuff like that, like the legitimate shit, you kind of have to like how you prove yourself is how hard you can work. Yeah. I'm and not going to buy on my luck. You show committed and dedicated. You work super hard and be like, this is what I can show you. I can't show you any paperwork right now, but I can show you physically what I can fucking <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah. Like, give me a shot. Yeah. Give you me a shot. You know what I mean? Exactly. And like, that's, that's kind of what it was, but, um, worked at dunks and then ended up like finishing donuts, just frosting and sugaring, worked my way up to fucking Baker, like yeah. part time. And then I was, I was full, like head Baker there. Dude. And then once like, I thought that was going to be my jam. I was like, I love making yeah. donuts. Like, same thing. I would just kind of puff all night, blast music, yeah. and make you donuts. Felt a, you found a safe space for a little bit. You know, like, it's like creating, really... I was creating, like, yeah. the best donuts I could. Hell yeah. You know dude, what I mean? I was like, awesome. these are going to be dope donuts. I want everyone to be like that, because that's when you get the best of everything, bro. Like, if, because we actually all lived in a town where everyone just wanted to do the best. You'd have the best what of they everything. Did. And dude. that's, like, like, the main vibe is so much like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like... Obviously, everything isn't like that, but it's just, it's nice when people are passionate about what they're doing. It's probably because it's small enough where it can only get so big in Maine, so you can maintain that type of, because... Because it's pushing that realm right now with, like, like, I think in the past couple (coughs) years, like, 70% of the new homes, or of the homes purchased were all from out-of-staters. So, it's like... It's all BlackRock, bro. It's, um, Maine was so cheap, you know what I mean? Dude, it's nuts. Yeah, well, I think that's, you know, a lot of people over the last few years, like, had to relocate because either you know lost their jobs with everything or you know whatever the situation is you got to find the more affordable places to live and maine was cheap i thought prices have sky like bro i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't buy a house in colorado right now i bought my house in 2015 in colorado like and i could barely get it then like yeah now i I mean i couldn't buy a house here now yeah that's what i'm fighting and i'm like waiting for some sort of like calming or a new development i think it will i think a lot of those tides will shift it's just gonna take a few years but I think houses will get more affordable, but yeah, man, that's, that's crazy though. So to like be like making donuts, like smoking weed all night. And then now like you're like making glass, like everything, you're manipulating so many different artists, like styles and, you know, putting like that whole like vibe on there. And I wonder like, so you said you worked for Dunk? Yeah. I I was, I worked for like one Dunkin' Donuts and then there was like, I worked for a small little donut bakery over in like a nice part of town. And then I worked at another Dunk's that made... Uh, I was like more of like a hub that made donuts for like six shops. Bro. So like they would do me like when they needed me. I would always do here and always do here. But like 
You ever thought about like, like sending something over to corporate and just tell with your story and a picture of your work and be like, well, I, I this is what I do now as inspired. And then the, the, like you guys, you guys should uh, pay me something. Well, they actually <laughs> shot me. Uh, they shot the blaze and ace. I shop that I had my donuts at a yeah. cease and desist oh, because fuck. I had Sarah do a logo. This is back in the day. Had her do a logo that was like not changing the font, the colors, yeah. anything yeah. of dunks. Yeah. I was like, just put my name, exactly. put a donut, like yeah. fuck them. Yeah. And, uh, it was in the front display, and then sure as shit, some dude from Corporate Dunks goes to get gelato at the place next door, oh my sees God. it, and he's like, hey, you guys you guys can't do that, you gotta take it down. And then the kid running the shop was like, nah. And so Damn. the next day, color photos from Corporate with a cease and desist being like, no, you gotta destroy that. Dude, don't you hate when they bring photos? Uh, it, I was impressed. Code I was impressed. I was like, how'd you get that developed so quick? Bro, Code Enforcement <laughs> had like, photos of like my Instagram and stuff and mm -hmm. posts, and like, when they showed it, when I saw it, I was like, come on, guys. It's yep. like, but it's, it's, it's satire. <laughs> it's fucking, it's some social media, bro. It's none of it's real. Like, come on. Like, right. and like, oh my God. Like, I remember in one of the things, the pictures they sent me, it was like, kind of like, it was just like a group of photos. Like, like nine. It was kind of like the whole, you know, when you look at an Instagram, I can't even think how to say it right now, but like, you like can look at it. The main page. Yeah, the main like page. The... Yeah. And, like, one of the videos on, like, it was, like, a couple glass things. It was, like, a post of my home studio. And then there was, like, a video of me, like, smoking on a tech deck or something. And I'm just, like, this is the guy they're fucking with. Like, <laughs> right? Like, like, like everything going on in the city. And they're, like, like, like who, they look at you and, like, this guy? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm playing with little skateboards and smoking hash. Like, I am, like, seriously, if I'm the biggest problem, then we are good. We are in a golden era of <laughs> yep. humankind. If I'm sure. the biggest problem, like it's it was so it fucking blew me away, and but it, it made me laugh at myself. So I'm like, dude, look at you, you fucking these <laughs> people, like like this is what this bro, is what they're sending you. You know what I mean? People, all the things it could be. It's yeah, like, like this, on. they get paid. They had to do an investigation on you. They you had, had to, like they had a to, finger kickflip. They they're like, to, that's him, <laughs> dude. They had to look into you. These people went to college and stuff. Some of them had been in the department for twenty years. Probably never seen anything this stupid. Mm -hmm. And they're like, this is what we're doing now. This guy. Like, this fucking idiot, dude. Oh, my God. Like, Can I see that letter, please? Yeah, like, how, like, they usually are probably dealing with, like, some guy that's, like, working on cars in his front yard or there's broken down cars everywhere or someone's not taking care of their house that's creating a fire hazard or noise complaints with dog, yeah. unruly dogs. And then they get this case with, with Evan. It's just, oh, they even came to my house. They're like, oh, so these are all for tobacco use only? I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I even looked at him. I was like, what? I was like, well, they're for whatever you want them for. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, what? Why I like to say legal substances. Shit? Yeah. And for whatever legal substance you want to fucking put I think in. he was trying to be funny, but like in a situation when you're dealing with something very serious with your livelihood, if his badge said comedian and code <laughs> enforcement agent, I'd yeah. be like, okay, I just don't like his comedy. Right. But it said, it just said code enforcement <laughs> agent. So anything he says, I take seriously. <laughs> so, right. yeah. so like, like, I'm like. Like, he was, like, I think he was trying to joke with me, and then he was, like, I think what you make is, like, really, like, beautiful stuff and whatever. Like, that's the stuff I have to remind me of when I think of how angry I get at these people sometimes. Mm -hmm. I have to remember, like, that everyone's just human. People are trying to do their jobs. Everyone lives in their own universe. And I have to see, try to see the good, even if it's delusional, even mm -hmm. if, like, you have, like, like my, like, you know, friends or whatever in your ear going, no, fuck them. They were trying to fuck. Right. It's, like, they, they maybe they were... But at the same time, like, I'll fuck it more if I keep digging. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a, I'm a eye for an eye leaves everyone blind kind of guy. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I just, I'm not, 
I rather Sometimes honestly keep like going. I rather be the sponge to society where if I have the ability to absorb enough bullshit that makes other people's lives less painful, yep. then I can do make the world a better place. Yep. Like instead of like being like this like mirror that just reflects everyone's anger back onto them, mm-hmm. I will just absorb it and hopefully not have a stomach ulcer. And then I'll just Yeah, know, well, like, I, I describe <laughs> it as taking bullets. I'll be like, I've taken so many fucking bullets. Yeah. Like but just cause like what's what are we doing here? Like yeah. I'm not gonna we we all know, but let's it just It takes move on. so much weed to get to that point though. It Dude, does. if I'm well fed, well rested and not high, I don't think like that. I'm like ready to go to fucking war. I'm ready to grab an axe. I'm like, let's go. If I'm high as shit and fasting, I'm like, you know what? Nothing's that serious. Life, what is any of this? Just yep. let's just hang out. Like you having a bad you hate me, that's fine. Like, I'll leave you alone. Like whatever. Like fuck like we're good <laughs> that's it's it's so funny like but that's why i much prefer cannabis over anything because i'd much rather yeah. be in that headspace because i think that it's a healthier space than being constantly <laughs> thinking of how you can be like vindictive or petty or shitty towards someone undoubtedly undoubtedly um, it's too easy it's too easy to be a dick yeah you know what i mean it's like why it doesn't nothing then you end up feeling like shit so dude what's the hardest thing for you if you were to like if your customers watch this and me and you hanging out, what would you say, like, the hardest part about what you do that the customers can't see that you could never express in just a little quick social media post? What's the most difficult thing is someone that you're day-to-day working at this, like, that you can't express them normally just saying, hey, like, this is actually really tough for me, like, dealing with, like, you know, whether it be, like, managing this or, like, trying to be an artist yet being responsible business owner, like, it doesn't have to be super like philosophical, but just well, generally. It's like I don't know if this comes off selfish. Yeah. But like, and I don't know if like, because you're like, what would you tell like your collectors or like the people? Yeah. But it's like, I feel like a hard thing just for me that I don't know if I would tell this to people. Yeah. Like, like putting this on you, but like the hardest thing for me is like taking time for myself and like having because glass is what makes me happy. Yeah. People are like, oh, you work all the time. That sucks. And it's like, dude, I love this. Yeah. Like I would. I'm I used to do it for work, ever, and then and then do it for fun. Like, yeah. oh, now I'm doing two shifts because that yes. one was work, and now I'm doing this because I want to. And it's like, it's hard that you do something that you love because it still can consume you, eat, you know, happily. Mm-hmm. But like, I try. Like the, I think the past year, I've been trying to take time to do other stuff. Yeah. So you can remember who you were before glass. Just like a day. Yeah. Just like a day, because like. My life's like, I'll go golf for the morning and then work the second yeah. half. I'll work all day and then bowl at night. So it's you know getting I mean? out of it's probably one of the hardest things. It's like finding a way to step out of that place you're living in as a glass artist and be something else for a little bit. Just it's, taking a day off, yeah. I think. Because it's oh, like, yeah. I don't want to, but and I, I think, feel like I should. And I that's like the hardest thing to do. That's the curse like, of an entrepreneurial person. That's the curse of, I'd say, a lot of people who grew up in a place where there wasn't a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And they truly had to make it yeah um because like the tomorrow's never promised thing you know what i mean and like that's a lot of people ask like why do you work so much and it's like a i love it but b it's like you know i want to do this tomorrow and you know sit i I wasted so many years of my life partying Mm. and doing shit that got me i mean i like where it got like pushing my mind with like shit ton of psychedelics yeah yeah traveling the country doing shows and shit I used to just love to think, you yeah. know, like yeah, I would just dude. take so much out and just yeah. like think and be like, wow, like this is, that's, I used to just try and push it as far as I could. And back to the motivation, like why to work so much. I think that motivation really changes over the years. Like for me, like that motivation has been so different in my first few years, it was to prove something to someone who said I couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years after that, it was to try to get to a bracket where I could work with the people I looked up to. Mm-hmm. And then there was a period where I was bummed out. 
and then I was working myself into the ground because I was literally, it was kind of dark, but I was almost like, I'm not someone that's like going to be depressed and take themselves out, but I could work myself to death and that'd be a noble way to get out of here. Like I was in a dark place, right. but I, I got so I much you. done, dude. I got so much done. <laughs> But I got so much, done. but I find that like my motivation to work so much has changed so much over the years. Now I have a, a four, almost five year old little girl. I have a team of like five, six people that rely on paychecks every Monday. Mm-hmm. I have like elderly parents that, you know, that I want to provide even more for so that they can maybe have things they never thought they could have. Mm-hmm. So like my motivations to work now always it's the art always it's because i want to try the next functional but there's a bigger thing too what we would like because like for you if there's the day-to-day motivation then there's the big one why do you work so much there's yeah. always going to be a, there's going to be two reasons every day while you're working yeah there's going to be the things you have to do that day that you're like this is why i have to work so much today but then there's another thing behind you of why you have to work so much mm-hmm. so for <clears> me <throat> that big picture has changed over the years but the day-to-day has always been the same yep i want to so pull true. that new rig out in the morning and try it or I want to try to put this on here and make this fun. I want to try this new design. Yep. So I've always had those two things, but the the big one's always adapted through life, but the, the, the day-to-day has always been the same, which I think is why my Instagram's been so consistent for years, because it's just me doing dumb shit, and then here's some fancy shit, and then here's a bunch of semi-affordable stuff. And yep. You doing you, and yeah. that's what people, you know, it's like staying in your lane until, like, you know, you get to where you want to go, and, like, it's not about trying to be like that guy or trying to be like this guy or I saw him do this so maybe if I want to get to where I want to be maybe if I do that that's what I should do and it's like if you just follow yourself and Definitely. do you that's like that will get you to where you want to be ultimately and I'll, you can tell that to everyone but we're like like that's one <laughs> thing I wish we could almost listen to our own advice because I definitely did that I was like this is what's cool now and this is what's cool now and then I got to a point where glass wasn't selling and it wasn't that people didn't want it is it no one was posting dad videos or smoking. I was like, everyone likes the picture and says, this is awesome. But if no one's using it and not seeing other people using it, then it doesn't register in people's minds that that's something that people buy. It's more something they view. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, people viewing something is wonderful, but like, I really have to sell some of this glass so I can buy more glass material to make this next thing. And yeah. um, cause man, like that's what it really used to be like. It's like, we need to sell this fast so we can get more glass or else we can't make glass. Dude, dude, in the beginning, like, I would trade for, I can't even count how many years. There had to have been, like, six years, seven years, six years of blowing glass where I would trade for food yep. at, like, a, a restaurant. I would trade for, like, clothes, like, shoes and pants from, like, a head shop, and everything would be hemp. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, everything would be bartering uh, for pipes. You know what I mean? It was just, it was never, bro, like, making a, money was never even a thought. Bro, you know, that's, that's a, the weirdest, like, when you're saying phases. It's a beautiful thing, though. Yeah. Like, oh, it was, was, it was heaven. I lived in fucking Brooklyn, and I used to just take the train over to Manhattan every day and skate LES. And I would just, like, dude, I'd find at least three or four quarters on my way to LES just skating down the street. It was, like, little <laughs> chunks of change. And if for a dollar, dude, you could get, like, six dumplings and a rice uh, pancake from, like, these little dumpling shots in, like, Chinatown, Lower, Lower East Side. Yeah. Dude, like, I didn't care about my, I was never, I had no, I had no money. Like, right. I would literally hit up my dad once a week and be like, hey, dad, uh, do you have any money or anything? I need some weed. And he, and my dad was working his ass off and he wasn't made of money, mm-hmm. but he'd find a way. He's like, I, I, I can send you a couple bucks that way you can right. get some, get some flour. Like, cause he knew that like. I needed to smoke weed. It was important. Yeah. It helped. Now it's like, that's one thing I always wish I could explain to the people who like work in local government that maybe don't enjoy me. Um, that like 
can you see the perspective of maybe that's it's pretty awesome that like I have I like love smoking weed. It's something I have to do, but I also found a way to build a life around this thing that a I have positive, is part of a positive yeah, life. Where I can you know, contribute like, to the community. Like where I can sure. pay taxes. I can build infrastructure. I can give jobs. Like I Dude, found a way. Jobs. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's such a big deal to me. I found a way to like you know even though like I'm gonna smoke weed all day. I love doing it, but also like I was talking to Sarah and you about like medical stuff too. It's important. Shit's, you know, everyone has their things, and this is what works for me. I've tried a lot of different shit. Weed's mm-hmm. the best, dude. It really is. But yeah, man, so what was the biggest, like, collab you saved your career in, like, like so far? Like, what, like, to you, obviously, we all have different perspectives of the hierarchy of glass, or like, what's the best? But, like, for you, as someone that, re- like, someone you really loved and respected, like, damn, I, I got to, like, there's, there's been a couple. Because you've done some I, big ones. Like, yeah, and I feel like I'm, I'm like, each time I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing right, it. Right. You know surreal. what I mean? It's like crazy. It's like, fuck, it's just real? It's like, I don't even know. Like, I feel like there's been like the milestones and like, like the, I, I just did a recent post about it, but like this coil collab, we did like these two monies and that was like back in the day of like male Bro, joints. You know what I mean? <laughs> was that like 2013? I think so. Like dude, 12 or 13. It was like 10 years ago. Yeah. So it was like monies, 13. Dude, that was like when I learned about coil and elbow and stuff. Elbow was making pickles and tanks. Yep. Bro. Oh my God, dude. It was so different. I totally have a pickle. Dude, that's so sick, <laughs> bro. I, I think I know someone that has like a jar of them actually. Like the, I think we used to sell them in jars and you have a couple of them from the jar. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Either we, way, we talked and there was some correlation between the donuts yeah. and uh, the jar of yeah. the pickles and the jar of pickles yeah. and like, the box of donuts and yeah. how it kind of vibed off each other. Yeah, dude, that's fucking so... Wasn't it so interesting so different that a lot of people that watch this probably don't remember that they weren't even, they weren't even smoking weed then. Maybe. Right. Dude, like, that was a totally different industry. That was, like, so, like, the collapse, like, it well, blew well, my that, mind back then because, like... That one led to, I think, Coyle was working with, like, Salt and, I think, Snick. Because they saw prep or something. One of the two saw the prep on the other bench. And they're like, hey, you know, yeah. can I work some of this? Yeah. And that led to those two other collabs, which I still had. Like, I kept one from each of those. Dude, you've seen so much in this industry, bro. Well, like, this is so crazy. That was just that. Like, a couple years. That, like, this is more recent, which, like, this one really means a lot. Like, one of the first, when, when I was, you know, really new into glass. And I was, like, reading the flow. And, like, looking yeah. at, like, pictures of, like, crazy shit. I would look at, like, Gates and... And like gates and marbles, and I'd be like, Dude, "Wow, like, insane. like they look so real." And I'd be like, "That's that's like what I want to copy is like yeah. the realness, you know Bro. what I mean? Like that's what I want to do." And that was like a huge inspiration. I was like, "Those look so real. This looks so real. I want to make a donut." Do they that make looks you think. Real. Yeah, they yeah. they do. There's certain they glass do. that makes you think. And like collabing with him was like. That was like one of those things where I was like, I just can't yeah, believe dude. this is happening. Like That's it was so sick, dude. But it's like heroes, you know yeah. what I mean? Like legit heroes. But like there's one, uh, a recent collab I did that's pretty fucking. There's so many collabs. Like Azul Glass from out in Japan. Like it was yeah. a male collab, yeah. but still been able to do it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, those guys are on another level. I so such beautiful work. Like yeah. I'll have that prep and I'll just stare at it for like three days before I like build up the nerve to work it. I'm like, you got to like put on Rocky or fucking Eye of the Tiger and like Bro, like I don't know have any of the Team Japan guys or any of the guys. Not even just Team Japan, just any Japanese like artists personally. Like I collect some stuff. I have some marbles. But man, when I see those guys work and then like I follow their social medias and just kind of see like what they do share, they don't share a ton, but when mm-hmm. they do, um, man, like I was telling you and uh, Sarah that like 
like when I see post pictures of Maine, I'll paint a story of a narrative that doesn't even exist. I'm like, this is what's happening there. Yeah, like, this yeah, is the yeah. vibe. I do the same thing for them, and dude, like to me, like I I put them on quite the pedestal. <laughs> like I have like they're like, dude, yeah. they're like um, undoubtedly. Like I'm trying to think of like the right word for it, but like a level that's like godly to me. I'm like this is like this is like when you get to see like something and go humans did that like kind of thing like yep. you know what I mean like bro I want to make something like that someday I mean maybe like some like we I make funny stuff but I want to make something that's also profound and not just goofy too mm-hmm. like I make like really like I focus on mostly like my work right now is like daily drivers and like trying to make things for like you know people that actually just want to use it like a tool like like we were talking yeah um but it'd be cool to, like to someday like make something that was like super super profound like crazy piece that like it kind of like surpasses like the boundaries of just like glass artists making pipes where like a normal person that just like drives around and you know works like normal job like sees it and goes whoa that's like what is that and like it catches them and makes them think like mm-hmm. you know sure i posted a couple stupid videos that made them think but not in the way of you know profound <laughs> you know there's like what but the it fuck? hits everybody different that's yeah. the beauty of it yeah. like like what it what you see with what like or what either of us create yeah. and how we view it Versus what the the collector views and feels, it's just yeah. it's amazing because like it takes on a whole new life and like the meanings and oh, the energy does. that they get out of it. It does, and this goes back to something you said earlier in the podcast that when like you and your friends would get the double bubble bong and it was like this like magical like amazing thing like that feeling like to us we might look at it now and be like oh that's like an import piece like this isn't right or this well isn't good right but to us back then when we like when you get that piece like it's like the most magical special thing you don't see that all you see is what you love about it <laughs> yeah and like and it is the most amazing thing I look at some of my old things that I bought back in the day now and I look at them and I'm like oh my gosh like this is wild I still love it just as much though right, I'm just right. like but back then this thing was like we'd break it out and people would be like bowing to it and like here it is like triple treeper oh it was <laughs> like, legit though you know yeah but and it's it's just it's the power that's the beauty of pipes yeah. you know what I mean and like the things we do like we're just to have a small pe- like part of that yeah, that bro. whole energy and ceremony is like an honor and that's and to be able to do it for a living it's like Crazy. I, I I wake up thankful every day. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow, this and this like, is happening. Some people definitely feel as if our industry is in a little bit of a like rut right now or whatever. But I think that that is like something that has been like it goes like comes in waves, like up and down for years. And I think like realistically, and I've talked about this with my peers. I don't know if I've talked about it here, but the black market's changed big time around like Colorado and stuff really? like that. And that changes the amount of, like, income that's coming into the industry and just, like, people spending cash and stuff like that. Like, the way I sell pipes on a website, everything's, like, you know, legitimate. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's new-ish. Like, a lot of the time, like, people are, like, you're going to trade shows, you're going to shops, or, like, someone, like, is coming into town. They're like, oh, yeah, (laughs) dude, I got, I got, like, some money. Or, like, even a collector is, like, in town. Like, a lot of the time back in the day, like, I'd, like be at someone's shop or something would be going on an event and you're at someone's shop after the event and like the dudes would roll through with some serious money and buy glass for a lot of money they've dropped serious money you're like whoa like that's like a year's worth of money right there wow what do you know like (laughs) and then you got like a few pipes and you'd have shops coming through after and buying stuff and people were spending cash like i think that like our industry right now like is just going through a transition and a changing period and that like you know 
everything goes up and down. But even talking to Salt, like he was like, dude, I've seen Operation Pipe Dreams. I've been through this and that. He's like, we're good. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like we're bigger than yeah. any ever flow. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's Definitely. it's a it's a force. Yeah. And it's, you know, driven I, by I was us. too stoned to make like a. I was trying to like tell like other artists that if they're stressing right now, if things are tight. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, time, yeah. Like like you got this. Like just weather the storm. Like these are all temporary ups and downs, ebb and flows of any industry. Yeah. Um. It's it's all it's natural. If it wasn't doing that, it wouldn't be right. And like, and the best thing to do if you are you know if there's concern or freaking out. Just keep working and keep producing. Get ready because the next big boom will come. Because someone will be there. Someone's going to show up and be like, I need a bunch of glass. Dude, but also, like, well, one of my goals is I want to help this industry get like bigger and better. Like, I want to start having events and stuff. And the mm -hmm. hardest part is all the legal shit. But, you know, making sure that you're not setting up a place that's just going to have people like get in trouble or something or like police like investigate and then raid it. Like they did high times and other types of secret mm -hmm. sessions and events that people have tried to put together over the years. The best way I'm gonna I'm gonna try and talk to like local people and be like, what would you your vision like talk to local government be like what would be your vision of the most appropriate way, for folks that like this type of artwork to get together and share and congregate, like what would your how would it look to you right so and I can start building a baseline of how I can do something where it's respectful appropriate and really a fucking awesome time mm -hmm. like so. <clears throat> I needed I need to know yeah. so you know we're, we're working on all sorts of stuff in the background there's a lot of things that I'm doing that like it takes away from how much I'm doing on social media which hurts my reach because you have to be so active on Dude, there it's 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 when you wear so many fucking hats I'm like you I'm know building I mean? something right now and if like I can't keep the reach then I won't be able to execute the plan when it's ready you know what I mean mm -hmm. like it's mm -hmm. it's wild but you know but I, I feel like like with Dona Fest I it's non-consumption. It's like year 10 of doing it. Yeah. And I've never had it like a sesh. And yeah. I know that that that's isn't... The, it, that's the part I'm trying it's to It's not great. Out. Right. And me too. And like I... There are ways I, I think I could, but kind of like you said, I just want it to be like a thousand percent, you know, safe for everybody. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm and, like... And most of them are like 99. Yeah. And, but I'm just like... I don't... I'm just like a guy that makes donuts. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't have lawyers to make sure everything's legit. I don't... Yeah. It's just a lot yeah, of... It's all expensive. And I just want to give people, like, a good time and a glass yeah. show, ultimately. Like, and not make it so complicated. Like, so, like, Donut Fest, is there actual donuts or, like, food? Oh, of course. Tell, of tell, course. Tell me about it, dude. I'm um, intrigued. I, we get, you know, a few dozen donuts from all the local donut shops yeah. and offer those as well. Okay. But ultimately, it's just an enormous glass drop. Yeah. And it's... Like I said, this is year ten, which blows a my decade, mind, dude. Like of doing this, and it's every every year on National Donut Day, yeah. which is always the first Friday in June, and uh, it started as just like a an event to bring a lot of donut collectors together. Yeah. But also as like a thank you to like the shop owners, the the collectors, and everyone that's like around me for like the previous year and like literally just, what I'm working on right now you know, is trying to do something like this. It's just like it's thank awesome. you. You know what I mean? And there would be the after party. I would do an after party. Yeah. And it was always at the bowling alley because I'm like, I'm an avid bowler. I love to bowl. It's yeah, across dude. the street from my shop and I'm, I'm good friends with the owner. It's a really chill place. Um, like Fishbone played there the night I flew yeah. out. It's like, yeah. a, it's like a dope little, it's like a small stage. It's really, it's a cool spot. But I would get a you know a band, have free music, free food, free bowling. Yeah. And it's just like thank you for the support, cause like as an artist, like I'm nothing without you know 
I do a lot of wholesale, but like the, the shops, yeah. the collectors, and everyone in between, you know? Even if you didn't buy something, and you still were like, hey, have you heard of the donut? You know, you've yeah. seen this donut? I don't have one, but they're cool. You know, whatever it is, like just support. Well, that's honestly how you help like grow like your uh, collector group or like build like whatever like your brand is, if it's a brand, whatever, like is like offering like a good time for people and a place for people to also see other people like oh fuck yeah you collect that too like, right i like that and like awesome. like, pe- that's... like i've seen donut collectors get married and have kids like they didn't even know each shit, other before that's and how long like, you've been doing it bro i'm like <laughs> but just to, to see like yeah it's like a beautiful thing you know that's and like sick. i don't know like i look like the donut collectors that i've met so far like i just love them like yeah. they're just it's just really cool because I'm I'm like a reclusive yeah. workaholic, so like I'm not like this outgoing. I'm just out on the. It's hard to be night. like that, dude. It's exhausting if you're not used to it too, because you're like, if you're someone that works a lot and you're staring at fire a lot, and if you smoke a little bit of weed, <laughs> um, you're gonna be in your head a lot, and you're gonna be thinking about things that you did when you were like eight or some shit you said in high school. You're like, fuck, I'm well, so stupid. Well, it Why is a fuck that is that. that is the beauty of the of glass, though. Is the <laughs> Being able to Meditate, reflect, and, reflect and, and, yeah. yeah, and like think about the future, reflect things that, in the that fire. happened. Yeah. Do you know that like, you know, if you just wrote down on paper what we were doing in a really philosophical way, we would sound like witches staring into a fire, fucking trying to like figure things out, dude, doing spells and shit, dude. Like, you know, manipulating matter with gravity and fire and the power of, you know, I don't even know, dude. I've smoked some weed, bro. This is where I'm at. You know? If you, you've watched the podcast before, you know, we're at that. We're, the, <laughs> we're in the last few minutes of it where I'm like, whoo. Well, yeah, dude, that's sick. So Donut Fest is the first week of June? Yep, that- it's the first Friday in June. Um, I usually release around 100 donuts, 100 Whoa. different pieces. Yeah. I work for pretty much like a month and a half on only that, um, everything I do. It's the most collabs I do. I, usually, I don't really collab much throughout the year, but Donut Fest is like my excuse to be yeah. like, all right, I'm going to start doing like a bunch of collabs. Hell so yeah, dude. I have probably like 20 collabs between like local and like national. Are you working with anyone else while you're in Colorado? Yep. You're, yep. My, you're my first stop, and then I'm going over to the portal to work with BMFT. Nice, Because we did the, the pizza donuts we did yeah. years, like 10 years ago. Hell like, yeah, dude. Um, I want to work with... We, we got to do that. He's Brandon, right? Yep. Yeah, he's dude. the man. He's, I, All you got to do is hit him up. Dude, he's, oh, I know. I know, bro. I'm so bad at hitting people up. Dude, I have this horrible anxiety and crippling stuff. I have my own problems, dude. Too, right, too right. much no, hacks I, I feel it. No, I feel <laughs> it. Well, that's why I've loved the internet is yeah. because I'm better at... What's inside I feel is really good, and what's in my head and what I have to say I feel is 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 what I, is quality and like what I'm trying to get across. But in person, it doesn't yeah. always work. Yeah, you bro. Know what I mean, it's so hard I to edit yourself in like, real Yo, time, blah, bro. Blah, blah, like, like this is what I'm actually trying to say. Like, yeah. What do you think? Exactly. So it's like a crutch, but at the same time, it's nice to have a way to truly communicate and yeah, not have dude, any mi- sure. misinterpretation or anything. So we got BMFT. Anyone else? Yep. Two days with you. Two days with BMFT, and maybe anyone else that's there, and then out to see Peter Muller. And I'm going to do two days with him. I mean, he's like an East Coast guy. He's oh, like, bro, yeah. Um, but, he lives out here, though, doesn't he now? Yep. I think he might be moving back soon. He's been here for a couple of years. I think he kept the place back there, and I think he's moving back there. Yeah. Not to, like, go over all the stuff, but I think that's the plan. Over over the last, like, eight or ten years, I'm not going to lie, if he ever opens a DM for me, he's going to see a bunch of DMs. So, <laughs> like, hey, bro, do you ever want to do this together and make some things? Yeah, and he was he's like one of those people that like I couldn't believe yeah. I worked with Dude, or, or am working he's with, huge, you know? Like, that's, that's Peter like, Muller's incredible. His work. My like, wife, I can't just not, I just stare. Back in the day, uh, I had a shop that I worked with that had an order in with them, and they got custom Peter Muller stuff made. And they had an order in for us for a fox that was going to be like one of his 
it was gonna be a fox all like stitched up like a yeah, but you know, then the shop went out of business and some bad stuff happened. I think, and, <laughs> dude, that that's like that's the one thing. Like sometimes, like if you're relying on certain like groups of shops and stuff, like got to pick them right. Got to make sure they're people that've been around for a while, that have reputations, because some of these shops open and one day they're closed. And yeah, sad thing. Like the Blazing Ace has sponsored has like been the home of the of Donut Fest for ten years. They were like our local shop. And they're closing down. Their last day is the day before Donut Fest. And they've been open like 15 years. Oh, I know, dude. I know of a lot of but, uh, 20 year plus shops that have been closing over the past six months. And I'm just like, whoa. Dude. But, you know, they. Yeah, but they, that's a tra- change, they, transition. The period. owners do have like a lot going on. Like, he has like a bar and some other stuff that's been yeah. really cool, like a, a cool microbrew. So, like, yeah. He, you know, I feel like life just takes you on different paths, so... I think that one thing I would tell people right now is that the best part of where we are right now is there's so much opportunity for anyone that's willing to work super hard, that's really creative, that wants to try and build something where, like, there's ways to, like, do more events right now. Like, we don't have the amount of events we used to have anymore. Like, Colorado used to have, like, multiple high times a year, all different sessions, things happening. There's... Mm-hmm. There's so much room right now for someone to step up and like really corner like a part of this where they could build something really lucrative in our industry, but they just have to be willing to do it and put the time in and understand. You might have paid for a little bit, yeah. but if you're the one that has the solutions and knows how to build this, you know what I mean? That's like one thing with me, like I buy all this equipment and I have this space and I'm trying to buy more equipment and stuff and like I have other colleagues of mine be like, why do you have so much equipment, like all the lathes and all these things you have? <laughs> I'm like, dude, because if the world ends and we can't get cups from this country anymore, I'll make the fucking cups. Right, like, I'll make it. <laughs> like for real though. See, I'm the I'm guy with the, the equipment, that, you know. But there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, dude. Like, when I first started, when I was first, you know, selling glass to shops, I'd be like, "What do you want? Like, yeah. What do you need?" Not like, "This is what I'm making." Yeah, exactly. And I'll, I'll make my own jam, yeah. but it's like, "What do you need?" Because I'll do that. And that's another for people that are going through the ebbs and flows of the yeah. industry. You know, pivoting is huge and, you know, maybe going outside your comfort zone and being like, oh, well, the shop doesn't want the my X, Y, Z. Yeah. What do you guys want? Is there anything that you guys would want? Because exactly. I would hook that up. Yeah. You know, and because little things like that can help. We are a small group and there's people out there that need glass. You just have to be able to work with people. Right. That's the big thing. And don't, I would tell people, don't think that takes away from how much of an artist you are. Or how, like, hard, whatever. It doesn't take away from anything. It doesn't devalue. Yeah, don't stop doing no. anything else. And, like, I mean, it's not for everybody, but I feel like it's just a really good tip. Yeah. And it can be very helpful. Dude, that's you know? where I'm at. Like, I'm trying to do everything, dude. I'm doing too much. But that's what it is. Well, I have some awesome collabs planned with you. Awesome. Um, we'll get everything set up. Um, but, yeah, it was awesome. Brian, make sure you guys check him out, KGB Glass. Thank you and, for having me, Yeah, dude. This, this, this was a complete sick, honor. Dude. Like, And just, just to, like, recap, like, collabing with you is a really big deal for me like oh well bro i am like a fan like it's i'm a huge fan of the podcast producer guy fucking great job (laughs) i I love all thank you dude whenever i see you posted i'm always like dude like when a colleague posts like something that i'm really self-conscious about this thing that i do because it's like not a lot of people do it and i'm really just talking expose myself no so more people need to do it like i I feel like it's like the community when i see my colleagues posting because i'm like fuck yeah dude like yeah, I'm not crazy that crazy. Like someone else gets it. They're like, no, it. no, dude, it's so fucking good. Like, oh, especially yeah. if I'm working alone one day. Yeah. And I put that on. I'm working with someone else because, like, the yeah. shit you say is so fucking relatable. Fuck yeah, and if dude. it's really not, like, I'm reflecting on, like, oh, like, perspective. Know, what does that yeah. make me think about? Yeah. You know, and Definitely. that's just you can't get that from anywhere but another glass blower. Really. Hell yeah, dude. So. 
Well, you know, I thank you for that. For yeah, sure. Yeah, it was fucking fun, dude. And um, yeah, I'm excited to share this work with everybody. And we'll see you guys next time. What was this episode 124? 124, sick. Well, that was my address growing up in oh, Liverpool. Dude, dude, fucking crazy, dude. This is we planned it. It was all planned. I I have a really huge plan going on. That's there, fucked but... up. That was like my house from from like zero to eighteen. That's like... fucking crazy, dude. Cool. Wow. Well, uh, thanks so much, everybody. Make sure you check us out at bmsclass.com. Sign up for that newsletter so you can get all the info about everything we're doing, drops, and all that stuff. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you.